A priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. This just in, breaking news on episode 37 of the Untitled Catholic Podcast. Breaking news, breaking news, the Mets stink. They still stink. They are who we thought they were. They are who we thought they were. Awful. Someone asked me yesterday, a Yankee fan, asked me, what? he had the audacity to ask me what happened to the Mets. And I said, what happened to the Mets? What do you mean? What ha- They are the Mets. 1962 happened to the Mets. <laughs> they were created, and it's it's been mostly thorns among very few rose petals. Well, at least the Jets got their quarterback of the future. Yeah, I feel really bad because we were having audio issues, and then by the time I got the audio from Justin to edit, I just haven't had a chance to edit it yet. So by the time you hear this, we're going to be like three weeks behind all of these things. Yeah, but the Mets will still stink. So it's and okay. people, our audience, our audience expects this from us. All right. What? Us being later? Us saying how bad the Mets are? Us being late. I don't even, honestly, I don't remember what we talked about the last episode. So We talked wrong. about how the Mets started to fall apart right after we said that they were good. And then we talked about who we thought the Jets and the Giants would draft. And now here we are. Who did, I don't even remember who we said. Did we get you it right? You said Baker Mayfield and I said Josh Rosen. We were both wrong and it was Sam Darnold. And so we, we both got the best case scenario. Right. As far as I'm concerned, this is the guy. This is the guy that we were said they weren't going to get because they won as many games as they did, and yet here he is. Nolan, are you happy with Saquon Barkley? I'm very happy. You know, and I could be could be eating crow in a couple of years, but I think um, if if it's a bad pick, I don't think it'll be because Saquon Barkley is bad. I think it'll be just that Sam Darnold is really good. Well, now, I how, as a Giant fan, how would that make you feel if the Jets got the guy that you really wanted? Um, well, I think I think it'd be super embarrassing, actually. <laughs> 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 like, like if if it turns out that he's like a franchise quarterback and leads the the Jets to Super Bowls and stuff, and the Giants don't win a Super Bowl in the next couple of years, and then Eli goes away and they don't have anyone to replace him with. I think that'd be super embarrassing, but at the same time, because I didn't feel personally strongly about any quarterback, I was fine taking that risk. Let's be honest, Nolan. That's not how it's going to happen. The Giants are Davis Webb is going to turn out to be the next uh, Eli, and Sam Darnold is going to be the next Mark Sanchez. That's just how the world works. Let's just like move on. like how the like how the Yankees will win for the next fifteen years and have Thanks. a dynasty, and the Mets will be in last place from now until that time exactly so let's just let's just move on from the sports yeah it's, it's now too depressing. all riled up this, it's it. still easter i've it's got still good easter news. it may not I've be by the time news. this airs but it's still easter so bring the good news on bring the good arrested news on. development is coming back season is that five. really good news i couldn't make it through season four we tried like three times really <laughs> three times <laughs> 
We tried three times to to watch seasons, and every time it was like it just wasn't the same. Well, it wasn't the same because they couldn't record it together. So they had is a this lot one of... recorded together? Yeah, it, it's I, I watched the trailer and it's clearly that they're all in the room together. Yeah, it oh, looks. Okay. It, the trailer is very funny. Yeah, I think it's gonna be back. I hope so. Did you like season that. four? I liked it. It wasn't as good as the other ones, but also knowing all the other stuff that went into it, I realized that I mean it was as good as it could have been. Right. Have you guys heard of the Cobra Kai series on YouTube Red? I yeah, I've heard. Yes, it, how do I watch it? Pay for that. So you here's all right. I'm in a pickle now. I was recommended it, right? That's how you say it, by my friend Nate, who was saying how awful but good it is. So the basic concept is the trailer looks awesome. It's it's them grown up. So it's uh, I forget their names now. Johnny's like a a has been. Uh, he grew but up he's, and he's just he's a the loser. protagonist, right? Um, I don't know yet. Like Danny's like the Daniel's son is like the bad guy in it, right? No, I don't. Not at all. Oh, okay. Have you but watched it, Justin? I watched the first two episodes. Two first two episodes are free, and then they want you to buy YouTube Red. But however, you get like a thirty day free trial. So you have to watch it in thirty days. Yeah, that's that's what you do. That's attainable. But I'm saying it is it's hilarious. It's hysterical. But is it supposed to be hilarious? I th- I think they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. So it's like snakes on the plane. Exactly. Have you seen Infinity War yet? No. Since we we're on the topic of Samuel L. Jackson? No, no don't don't heart. tell me why. Don't say anything about Samuel L. Jackson is in Marvel movies. That's the only connection I'm that saying, I'm making. Don't say that I'm not spoiling anything. Or anything like that. So, Justin, no. you didn't see Infinity War either. No, here's why I'm waiting. I ordered the movie pass. Um, so, I'm waiting for the movie pass to come in to see Black Panther Infinity War. Hopefully, by the time this podcast airs, I will have seen it. But I, I, think, I, I think that has to be... We have to make it a priority because that's a good episode. Just talking about Infinity War? Yeah. Yeah. I assume you've seen it already, Father. Yeah, but only once. Okay, well. But you can't see it twice with your uh, movie pass now. Yes, you can because I signed up for it. I didn't use my movie pass to see it. That's number one. Because I got the tickets before the movie pass came in. Gotcha. Or so you can someone else twice. bought the ticket. For, no, Joe Moncada bought me the ticket. So, yeah, but I, I think that rule only applies to people who like you who just signed up. I don't think it, it goes backwards. I'm sure. I'm sure it doesn't. But I was doing the math. There's So I want to see Black Panther, which hopefully it's still in the theaters by the time the movie comes out. It might not be. They already have it, like I think, coming out digitally soon. Yeah, I know. But whatever. Infinity War. I want to see A Quiet Place, which may not be out still. Um, Jurassic Park, Deadpool, Solo. There's a ton of movies this summer. So I was like, you know what? It's going to be good. I'm going to get it, and I'll hopefully uh, it'll be worth the investment. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. That's kind of the big news of my life. Movie Pass should come with a babysitter (laughs) for, for married people with kids. You gotta write a Yelp review that says that. Yes. Wait, wait, say that again. 
I said, I said, movie pass should come with a babysitter for married people with kids. That that's a startup waiting to happen. Yeah. Anyone with some money to back me up on this, let's go into business together and make this happen. <laughs> well, apparently there's like a new, I forget what it's called, but there's a new, it's essentially like Craigslist for babysitters. That's sketchy. I know. Yeah. But it's like you have to be, you have to meet certain criteria. Like How about be... movie theaters with kit, like babysitting rooms? Like where you could drop your kids off and they keep them entertained during the duration of the movie and then you pick them up after. That's a great idea. It is. I probably would never drop my kid off to one of those. Yeah, I I, I I kind (laughs) of. But I like the idea in theory. But like the Craigslist thing, it's like you have to be 18 to 22. There's like a whole bunch of things. I would never use it. I'm just saying it exists. Would you ever use that, Nolan? No. No. We're pretty pretty stingy about babysitting. That's my problem with being able to go to the movies. We're... You know, I like p- people that actually know my kids and, like, we have a relationship with. <laughs> the children that bear our names, Justin and Brett. Yeah, like, like I babysit kids is not enough of a prerequisite for me. Yeah, that's fair. Have you uh, been busy? I would totally agree with that. Right, Father Sean? Don't you, as a, as a spiritual father, wouldn't you say the same about your children? Yes, I wouldn't just let anyone watch them. Oh, I I would I would have I would never do that. I have yeah. I don't even trust myself watching them sometimes. I don't even <laughs> trust you, and I talk to you once a week, at least. <laughs> at least. Or uh, once every month and a half. <laughs> right. Have how have you been busy there, Nolan? I can't see you. How's your beard doing? You're like a shadow. It's it's getting smaller. I, I trimmed it and and. It'll be uh, it'll probably be even shorter next time I see you. How sad! It is kind of sad. I feel like I'm I'm losing a part of myself, but it's also getting warmer out. So it is summer. It's now's the time to shave. Is that the big news yeah. of your life? Um, yeah, sure. My my beard is the biggest <laughs> news of my life. How, how depressing does that sound? Well, no, I mean, we're the most. De- oh, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm gonna say beginning of May, things are starting to wind down with school, right? Or are they ramping up? No, this is winding down is, is fair, I think. You know, there's some big events and stuff, but uh, the daily grind is looks a little different at school. I'll say that. D- does that translate to the parish life, Father Sean? Uh, right now, it's May is so the two calmest months. I, I've done a statistical analysis in my own brain. The two calmest months. <laughs> That's a scary thought. Seem to be May and October. Is this the first time you're going you're going public with this research? No, I mean public on like on this kind of a forum, yes. But this is this is even more breaking news than the Mets stink. I invite I, mean, I invite I, any priests out there people. to concur or dis- to disagree. Other priests here. Uh, other priests here don't live the same way that I live, so it's it's kind of hard to like, you know, uh, apply it. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah. Now I was referring to like the ones or twos of priests that listen to this podcast. Like they should call in and. Or they, con- their experiences are very different. I'm just talking about here at St. Patrick's. For me gotcha. personally, the calmest months 
are May and October. Okay, that makes sense. And then, but right now, the most exciting thing going on in my life is that the volleyball team at the school is doing very well. Mm. And um, they consider me a good luck charm. Now, I've explained that I don't believe in luck and all those kind of things. But never in my life have I been considered a good luck charm. So, I consider you a good luck charm. Well, thank you. I've been to too many Met and Jet games with Father Sean to know that he's no good luck charm. <laughs> but I, I've been to games when we were at the playoff games. I've only seen the Mets lose once in the playoffs, and that was like that playoff game that wasn't really a playoff game in 2016. And mm. then when I, I went that Jets playoff game that we went to, they won 41 to nothing. They won 41 nothing. That's true. Maybe you are a good luck charm then. Although we did go to the Jet game right after the first home game of the season after they went to the AFC Championship game in 1998, and that was when uh, Vinny Testaverde tore his Achilles. We were at that game. Yeah. <laughs> I think this all goes back and proves your theory that there's no such thing as luck. There's, yes. Yes. However, I, I, yes, I would agree with all of that. Are they in the? Are they in like the quarterfinals, the regular season? What's the volleyball season like? Uh, they are going into the playoffs, but they have a chance for an undefeated season. So you have to go today and represent. Yeah. That's great. I miss those days. Being able That's... to represent. The priestly presence is a, is a good thing at sporting events. I appreciate that you do that, Father Sean. Well, yes, thank you. it is. Kids kids really appreciate it. And as everyone knows, the youth minister as well. And they, families, uh, and, and that's well, those CYO events, as, as crazy as they could be, they're one of the best things I think you could do is, is be present at those and enter in, so to speak. Yeah, I try my best. That's awesome. Well, good work, Father Sean. Thank you. I will. I was going to – I feel like I could bring this story up. I don't know. The Father Sean, the Tom Young wedding story. Should I bring that uh, up? I don't know. I'll, I'll water it down, but I think Nolan would get a kick out of it. Okay. So, Nolan, a, a good friend of mine got married, uh, I guess, two weekends ago now. I've okay. Been off, off the road for two weeks has been very good um got married very nice catholic um catholic mass and catholic wedding and he has a friend that's not catholic uh and he, he was just kind of like joking around he's episcopal so you know how the the uh comparisons always come up um, right and we were just joking around a little bit so during grace he he says i know i oh i know this prayer and says the blesses O lord and then there was a guy that's sitting next to him who, which i've never met who's like man that's not cool we were praying i don't care like what what denomination you are that's not cool so he got up and left and then this guy was super apologetic and was like well i'm sorry i didn't mean to offend anyone and then this other guy sitting across from me said something well like i'm with you man so then i quickly said as practicing catholics i pointed to megan and ricky i said we were not offended by what you did and then the guy sitting across from me said something offensive towards the church and oh, i got i got very angry and heated and 
uh, it resulted in me yelling for a while and removing myself from the table. Wow. See that guy again. What, what did the first so... guy say? I missed that part. <laughs> he, he interrupted oh, the prayer? Oh, no, the first guy didn't do anything that bad. He said, like, oh, I know this one. I know this one. Bless us, O Lord. And that was yeah. it. So then a guy was, and I mean, it was, it wasn't crazy. And someone was offended never, by that though. Someone was offended by that. And That's then silly. this guy had the audacity after I said that, well, as like practicing Catholics, we were not offended by that. And then he had the audacity of essentially to call the Catholic church a bunch of baloney, if you will. Oh. Man. And then I responded like, I with making sure i heard what he said and then i my my thing i said to him i was like i just described that as my livelihood to you and that's your response and he said yeah and then he kept going and then it just proceeded to get me very very heated and wow uh it ended with me it luckily it was it wasn't like a signed seats or anything so i just got up and said um some things to him and then Walked outside and enjoyed the sunshine. I <laughs> like how you just said, I said some things to him. Well, if, if we're keeping this um, podcast. You can't say what you said. That's what, that's. If we're keeping it even PG-13, way. I can't say what I said. To put it in Seinfeld terms, you said yada, 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 and then you enjoyed the rest of the wedding. Yada, 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 enjoyed the rest of the wedding. Exactly. <laughs> However... The reason I bring it up is I don't. It's a. It's this is a question that I'm asking. Obviously, that's not a way to evangelize or anything like that. And I've I'm I've said I said things strongly back to him to kind of make a point. However, I don't think I take it back. And here's why: this guy was clearly trying to be a bully. He was trying to just say, like, you know what? What you believe in is just garbage. And right. I don't think... I think I had the right to defend the church in that scenario. And fortunately, it did not get to the bride and groom until after the wedding. So it didn't disrupt their day. It didn't disrupt anything except for that brief incident of a couple tables, including the one I was sitting at, hearing me yell at this guy. But I, I think I was like, you know what? I think I defended the church in that scenario. Would you guys agree or disagree? I mean, there is a such thing as righteous anger. So Yeah, but when you start saying words that you can't say on the podcast, I think that crosses That's over true. the threshold. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's, uh, I could have handled it better, but I'm glad I at least handled it. Because I could have just said, oh, ha, ha, ha. And like, just look away and start another topic. But that guy was clearly hurt by something. I don't think he believed in God or anything like that. Um, right. And I think he was just looking to pick on someone, and he apparently did not pick the right person. So yeah. There's there's probably always a better way to handle those things, but I think at the same time, I don't think you should feel bad about getting angry and about saying something yeah no i don't i don't honestly i mean if i'm just being very honest and maybe i'll I'll confess this to father sean um 
I don't know if I, yeah I don't know if I regret anything that I said just because the the guy was clearly uh, sh- shooked up a little bit. I, I mean the reality is we don't stick up for our church and our our faith enough in the world today, and um, you know there's there's too much trying to laugh things off. I think. I I and agree, I, and that's I'm not why saying we I need to go that. crazy and and flip out and lose our minds and say things that we can't take back but i i do think somewhere in between um we need to we do need to to speak our mind and speak our peace yeah I, we we need to defend the church i just think that it was probably a better way that you could have defended the church oh yeah i know there, there <laughs> i'm not denying that however yeah. i ended it well or i said this is my friend's my friend's wedding I said, who, by the way, got married in the Catholic Church. Um, so you should think about that. So I said, I'm not going to continue this conversation to cause a scene, and I'm just going to pray for you. And he responded, I don't need you to pray for me. And I said, clearly you do. And then said something else. And then yada yada, and then left. <laughs> so glad yes. I could share that with you guys. You glad you got that off your chest? I'm glad. Well, yeah, I've, it, it, it kind of caught wind. Everyone wanted to hear the story because there, there's a phrase that my friends say when I go New York on someone, and that was the definition of it. Nice. So, <laughs> Ike was at the wedding, right? Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't. He wasn't there for it. But he saw me like pacing back and forth so he was like you're right and i told him the story and he was like where is this guy let's keep talking to him and i was like no it's not necessary <laughs> but the guy like i was waiting i was waiting in line it was pizza it was, it, was, it was like serve your own pizza at the wedding so i was waiting in line for a piece of pizza and the guy comes back and he starts yapping again but i didn't oh, turn around no. so if i turned around then I would have had to call Father Sean for bail. It sounds like you had a lot of people there. That would have been a kind of a fun thing to see, like if a bunch of people like like spoke up or like you talking about my church. That's my church too, man. So, yeah, but the funniest part was the guy. But you got something to say about the church? <laughs> the the guy who kind of started it, who is who is the Episcopal. Yeah. After he saw how I reacted, immediately was on my side. And at That's one incredible. point, we were double teaming this guy. And I was like, this guy, this 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 guy has no reference. He's the one who started all of this. Wow! See, look at that. Talk about building bridges right there. The Episcopals and the Catholics side by side. That's right. Who knows? Maybe he sees how passionate I am about the church that he thinks there's there's something else to it. So he'll he'll look into it more. Maybe that's why I did it, Father Sean. I mean, I think your heart was in the right place. Just the execution probably needs a little bit of work. Yeah, that's all. I'll work on it. Let's hope it doesn't happen anytime soon. I think yes. Justin knew that the second the words started flying out of his mouth. <laughs> it was too late to pull it was, him back. It was too late, but so might as well just go with it. He owned it. So on that note, <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> So the other big news of the world, at least our world, is that um, our Matt sad, Harvey, pathetic little world, our sad, <laughs> pathetic world, 
Matt Harvey was released by the Mets. And not to make this the Untitled Sports Podcast, but um, the reason we're bringing it up is sort of the history of Matt Harvey. is like 2014, he comes up and... No, 13. 2013, he was, what, Rookie of the Year? He, that was the year he was in the All-Star game. That's right. So he was a rookie then Yeah, because that was year the year prior. that the All-Star game was at City Field. Yeah, so he started that game. Yes. And this was when the Mets were not good. So this guy comes up, and then we see him as a savior. He automatically gets the nickname the Dark Knight, and the Mets are in Gotham City. And this guy becomes the savior. The next year, the Mets are in the All-Star game at home. And he starts the game, which is unheard of, especially for the Mets. So now this guy can do no wrong. He gets injured, takes 2014 off. Then 2015, comes back and helps the Mets. Yeah, and helps the Mets get to the World Series. And it was to the point where one of the games, uh, game six, or no, game five, five, right? He comes in, pitched an awesome game till the end, but he comes out in the ninth inning to finish what he started. Anyone would have put him back in there. I don't care what you say. If I'm Terry Collins, I throw him back in there. He's visibly saying, put me back in, put me back in, and he goes back in, blows the game. That's besides the point. The whole point is, for a while, this guy was like the savior of the Mets pitching staff, and he was the reason for their success. He's the only and reason then, to watch. He was the only reason to watch. And then the world, the 2015, the World Series year, he put his health on the line, so to speak, to keep pitching because he came back from Tommy John surgery. He pitched more innings than he was supposed to, helped them get to the World Series, and pitched that one amazing game. And then the following year, gets injured again. Completely never been different. The same he didn't even since. hurt it, but he didn't hurt his arm. The year after. Yes. However, he got hurt, had to do a surgery that he had to remove a rib from. Never been the same since. He's been awful. So he had an 8.6 ERA. The Mets release him. Now, (coughs) the other thing about this guy is he loved the spotlight. He loved going out, probably drinking, doing the whole thing that guys like David Wright and Derek Jeter, they were never caught doing. But Matt Harvey would do it, and then he would come back. Well, I'm sure and they never... did it too, but they just were never caught. We'll emphasize that part that you said. Well, they probably also didn't do it as much as he did too. Well, we don't know yeah. that. His his is like he was pitching awful this year. Gets moved to the bullpen, pitched awful in the bullpen. Had the audacity to like skip practice or something to go to a party in L.A. when he was supposed to be in San Diego, and then the Mets ask him to go down to the minor leagues. And he says no, so they cut him. So it's this crazy – I think it's nothing like we've seen, at least in my lifetime, with this athlete, this – at least an major, athlete I've rooted major for. major fall from grace. This crazy fall from grace that he's the savior, he's the dark knight, all of a sudden to he's lucky if he gets on another team. Well, there's a, they, could, they can trade him. They could trade – I think they will trade him, but – Chance of him ever being successful again are slim. Yeah. Yeah, but if if they don't if they don't trade him, though, then he just becomes a free agent. So why would a team trade for him? Because there are uh, apparently multiple teams that are interested. So you, that's how you guarantee that you get the guys that uh, can trade for him. 
Gotcha. So, he's going to sign with the Yankees and be a Hall of Famer. No, they don't want him. That That's yeah, already been The Yankees released. don't want him because he's, he's garbage. Um, so with that being said, that whole background story, Father Sean, where's the homily? You play with fire, you're going to get burned. Enter sizzle effects. <laughs> you gotta elaborate. I, I think that's a that's a pretty simple, I think, idea. I mean, you could even compare it to like someone like Saint Paul, right? He's he's all high and mighty, killing Christians. He gets knocked off the horse, if you will, and then metaphorically speaking, metaphorically speaking, and then and then he he has to start from scratch and learn who he is again. I think that this is a classic story that we see so often in our lives and I think very simply we don't take the gifts that God has given us for granted Matt Harvey's not Matt Harvey because of Matt Harvey that's a God-given gift that he was given that he didn't take advantage of uh, in mm-hmm. the sense that like I mean he did in, in the sense that he made money but like you know he wanted to make it more about himself there was a certain selfishness that came a part of it and I don't know I don't know if he used his talents for good or not I don't know the man personally. He could be very philanthropic, and I just don't know about that stuff. So I'm not trying to specifically judge him. But from the appearances, we see that it was always about him. And I think that we have to have that kind of lesson in our lives, that even the things that we accomplish in our life, are God. it comes from God-given gifts, right? Like if I preach well, that's because God gave me that ability to preach well. Not in, in, not in like a way that it's like, oh, I don't have to do any work at it or I don't have to practice or or like you know God gave me that gift and withheld it from somebody else not in that kind of sense but it's like the gifts that we're given are ultimately our life is a gift from God and all the things that come with that are gifts from God and and we're meant to use them to build up God's kingdom right ultimately right but we don't have to we have our choice yeah we can do whatever we want with that gift we can squander them yeah well, I think you nailed it there, Father Sean. You all right with that, did. Justin? There's the homily. It's better than just saying, don't play with fire or else you'll get sizzled. I said burn. That's great. Good burn. There is the homily. So This is uh, it's so, sort of off topic, but not really. I, I went to a church this Sunday, Christ the King and the priest. I've never seen a priest there when I've gone to that church, and... He was great, gave a great homily at the end of the Mass. He's like, I'm sad to say, but uh, after this month, I will be moving on to another parish to be pastor. And I was like, great, here I am. This guy's great. And now he's leaving. So I didn't get attached. I didn't even say goodbye to him. I didn't want <laughs> to get attached. What do you mean by the fact that you've never seen a priest there? What does that mean? No, I've never seen him Oh, oh. there. Because he, he wasn't the pastor. He was just an associate, but... I thought that was funny. Anyway, we'll be right back. Nolan Reynolds brought up an interesting question um, that I think deserved some airtime here on the Untitled Catholic Podcast. Not a question, just a observation. I don't know. 
just say a topic. What you say. I mean, I just, I, you know, I, I'm sure many of our listeners had heard the the news and were following the news about um, Alfie Evans, uh, I guess a, a month ago now, and probably even longer by the time this podcast rolls out. Um, Alfie Evans being a a, a, ba- a child and uh, an infant who um, was in England and um, was receiving um, care from a, um, a hospital. Um, I have to be very honest. I, I didn't I didn't research this as much as I, I, I should have, and I'm not as well versed in it as, as a lot of other people out there um, from a Catholic perspective who could speak about it. But the long and the short of it is that um, they uh, they withheld the the the, the hospital um, via the courts made the decision to um, withhold. Um, Food and nutrition uh, from this infant because they felt that um, his time in uh, his, there was nothing that they could do to save him. And I don't even I'm not even familiar with the illness and what he was dealing with, but um, he was dying, and they had determined that there was nothing that they could do to cure him, and therefore they could no longer fund um, keeping him alive in the hospital. And uh, there was a hospital. Um, in Italy, willing to um, willing to, to treat him and uh, try some some new treatments that hadn't been tr- tried yet, and um, some kind of exploratory stuff. And his parents wanted him to, to do that. I think he was granted um, Italian citizenship in order to to go over to uh, uh, Italy and, and get that. And they the courts prevented uh, the family from taking him. Um, I think in his last days he was allowed to go home to die. Again, I could be wrong. Maybe one of our listeners could uh, could point that out. But I, I don't want to talk. It's it's there's as I said, there's people that are better uh, versed in this whole thing that I can. Um, I know a lot of a lot of good Catholic sources, uh, bishops, um, and and speakers and. And theologians and and whatnot, reputable Catholic sources, were very much pulling for for Alfie. Um, we very much saw this as a as a landmark, you know, human rights issue. Uh, the Pope himself tweeted, um, you know, prayers for Alfie, um, and and really wanted to see him. And and basically, his parents have the right to determine what happens with his life, not the courts of of the United Kingdom. And so. You know, this, this episode's going to air quite a while after this happened, and, you know, very quickly after Alfie died, um, talk stopped about it. Um, so I just I just think it's worth mentioning. It's one of these things we often see in our culture and society when issues come up, we talk about it, and it's like this is like a big game-changing issue, and then, like, it goes away, and it's never brought up again, and, and do we really change as a culture and a society because of it? Um, this, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I, I feel like that that this little boy was not able to get the treatment um, and therefore the dignity um, he's owed as a human being says so much about where our culture is at and where our society is at. And I think he's unfortunately, you know, only the first of many uh, cases like this to come up. So what do we do? Yeah, and like like you said i'm not really an expert on on what's going on i read an an article that talked about um 
the, the, it, I, it wasn't really a Christian article. It was like a, a secular article, if I remember correctly. And it was just talking about, like, it sounds like a dystopian movie where the government decides whether or not your life is worth living. Right. And I think that, in the long and short of it, now, I'm not, I'm not saying that this directly applies to this specific case, but that, that comes into, uh, if you look at Pope Benedict's um, encyclical Space Salve, which is about hope and where we place our hope, when we remove God from, from society, then hope falls on the state. And can we trust the, the state to be, um, you know, what guides us and what leads us? I think that the clear answer to that question is no. W without God, then there's, is there really hope? You know what I mean? And right. so when we look at this specific case, I guess to a certain extent, if I have my facts right, the, the fact that the government can deem whether or not a person's life is worth living, where does that end? And then we start getting into muddied waters of when do we say a person's life is worth living? You know, right. when do we say that they're, they're, they have a quality of life that's good enough to die? I personally don't trust anybody with that with that answer. And there's a life insurance policy out on me that if I were to die, Justin makes money. So I don't know if I would trust Justin to make these decisions. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but it, like seriously, there there's that element of it where where's there it's a sli the line is a sliding scale right yeah like, there, so a line needs to be drawn yeah and and the line is that all life has dignity and we can't take human life short right. of that short of that i don't know where you can start making distinctions that can't be that are any more clear than that and 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 when it comes to the life like that's where when it, when it comes to life and death that's where we need to throw finances and insurance you know restrictions and all that out the window right like it, it, and i'm not saying that that's an easy thing and and i'm not saying that you know i know the the perfect solution but i know i know from what i believe about human life and and what the church teaches us that Every life matters, and if somebody can't speak up for themselves to say that I want this treatment or I, d you know, I don't, you know, want to be taken off of life support or whatever, um, then the closest of kin needs to be able to make that decision, not a court. Right. Right. I mean, that's clear as day. And but the scary thing is, is a lot of people didn't see it that way. I mean, Catholic, you know, Catholic social media was certainly up in arms over it, and and the bishops, you know, a lot of bishops stuck their neck out to to comment on it. But man, there was a lot of people out there making comments that like, you know, it's not he wasn't sustainable, his life wasn't sustainable. That money needs to go somewhere else to help someone who whose life is, and you know, that's like scary, like iRobot kind of stuff. Right, right, and and I mean, that's the whole thing about do you. Do you guys know the plot of Infinity War? No, and don't you dare spoil well, it. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what Thanos' goal is? To collect all the Infinity Stones. Okay, that's as much as you know? Yes. Okay, same. All right, probably we're, Probably universal domination, but... D yeah, and, don't and, tell and, us. 
It's and knowing Thanos from the comics, he has a, a, a lust for death. So he probably wants to see a lot of people die because he enjoys it. Okay. All right. Well, I won't say anything else. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think this would have been a spoiler, so I won't. But it, it, clearly, it would be. But um, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Justin, say something so that I don't ruin anything. Oh, change the topic. <laughs> no, I mean continue on the topic. But all right, I robot, right? Have any of you guys seen the show Westworld? Nope, I have seen uh, have. at least a few a few episodes. It's hard I to follow, like but I really like the show. No, it's a good show. And one of the things that um, you know, it deals with uh, a theme park that robots are there, and the robots can't hurt you, but you could do whatever you want to them. And the idea is like. You know, what would somebody do if they knew nobody was watching or there was no laws? You can kill the robots. You could befriend the robots. You could do whatever you want to these robots. And then, like, the question comes up, well, are they real? You know, if they were had, if they were to have consciousness, would they be real? And then mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff comes up. And I think that that's a reflection on our society about what do we – what does it mean to be human? Right. And then who then determines my life? Like in this show, the lives of the robots are determined by the people who own the company and the, the people who come to the theme park. Right. Yeah. They do not have freedom in that sense. So if we are not in charge of our own life in the sense that I have the ability to live, if I think I have the ability to live, then do we really have freedom? And then when is it going to be like, well, I determine, like, so let's say, Nolan, you lose your job, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, so now you have to go on welfare and all these other things. And I determine you to not be uh, one to have a quality of life because your education is such that you're never going to be able to get a job that pays well enough. And you have children, you have a wife, you can't take care of them. So I'm going to eliminate your family so that more people can can live better. Right. Is that like when when, when uh, is the line stop? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think from a Catholic perspective and the church's perspective, it it really it just comes down to you, you. No one at any point should have their life taken solely for the purpose of making someone else's better and making someone someone else's life more pleasurable, more desirable, whatever. Like life just simply for being life is uh the the utmost value right and and no life I, i'll take it a next step further nobody can intentionally take innocent life yeah yeah and 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 it, what it really comes down to the bottom line is that the world sees suffering as the greatest evil right and we and we don't right Suff, suffering is not not the, and so you know as long as the world sees suffering as you know Affect your affecting your the value of your life, then the, things like this are going to come up. But the church continues to be steadfast and will continue to be steadfast, and we have to, as Christians, uh, continue to be steadfast in saying that no matter what the suffering, no matter what the trial, that's the second circumstance, that life is of the utmost value. I couldn't have said it better myself. That is no. A, a you couldn't have, but a lot of other Catholic people could have. And probably have. <laughs> and, and definitely and have. Probably have.
that was very well said. And I think it was a is a interesting pro life topic. Because I think you, you put the pro life label on that, which just goes to the conversation that pro life is a lot a lot of different things. And I think this falls into that category. We so have a pro life generation. Thank you for uh, presenting the topic there, Nolan. Yeah, no problem. Father Sean, well, you have to leave, right? Yeah. So can, we're going to say. Can we wrap up with one last final question? One last final question. And this time, I think we, we planned it out perfect that we do actually have time for an answer. Um, friend of the podcast, faithful listener Danielle from Minnesota asks the question. Oh, um, Minnesota, eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Minnesota. Eh? Minnesota. Get Arby's on me, Norm. <laughs> she asked the question does anyone actually like cheese pizza she argues that pizza is best with a topping i argue that in its purest form pizza is best as cheese pizza nolan cheese or topping i had you i do i absolutely have to pick one yes because i have a like a nuanced answer if I if I say this is the last slice of pizza you'll ever have, what do you say? Oh, I'll load it up with toppings. Oh, Nolan. Meat lovers. Father Sean. You're a bagel kid, though. What do you know? I'm not a bagel kid. Never <laughs> have been. Since I, you're, you're a soup kid. I'm a soup kid, yeah. <laughs> I would say this. Real pizza. I'm saying real, New York. Like, real New York pizza is best. Da Vinci's. Is best without anything on it. Nolan, do you agree with that? No, I don't. Oh, man, oh, we are I, torn. But we but are here's the thing. Divided. This is what, this is why I was I was torn because, you know, your friend is is kind of insinuating that you shouldn't have pizza. Like if pizza does not doesn't have a topping, it's not worth it at all, right? Well, yeah, she she won't. I don't. And think see, I wouldn't. If, I wouldn't like if 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 there's like a, che- a cheap plain cheese pizza. Like, for the taking, I'm all in. Like, I'm fine with regular cheese pizza. But, like, if I could throw some toppings on there, I'm doing it. I think in its purest form, pizza is pizza as pizza. That was probably the most philosophical thing I'll ever say in my life. Deep, man. Deep. Deep. All right. Well, God bless everyone who listened to this podcast. You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time.